Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. Welcome back to the show. Julian DeStoop sitting in for Dwayne Russell's sunshine out in Melbourne. There's a game going on at the MCG at the moment between Victoria and Queensland in the Shield. Of course, tonight, catch every ball of Australia's Cricket World Cup semi-final clash with South Africa live on SEN from 7pm Australian Eastern Daylight Time. Gerard Waitley, Damien Fleming, Adam White, Bryce McGain and Bharat Sundaresan will be calling all the action with a place in the World Cup final against India on the line. It's now time for a cricket update. Thanks to the Melbourne Cricket Education Academy. Study business at Cricket Victoria, powered by RMIT. One of the men that will be calling that tonight is Bryce McGain, and he joins us from the G. G'day, Bryce. Hey, Jules. How are you going? And uh, slow going here at the MCG, but... Uh be a bit more action later on tonight, I would have thought, at the World Cup. Yeah, big day of cricket for you. So just take us through what's happened at the G so far. It was a, it was a shaky start from the, the Vicks after being sent into bat. Yeah, it was indeed. Uh, Queensland have bowled pretty well here. It's been slow going. We're into the second session. We've had our lunch. And uh, after 41 and a bit overs, Victoria are two for 66. We've got Hanscom and Harris out there doing a good job. Uh, Harris on 40, not out. And he's batting really well. Uh, circumspect, it's hard going, but uh, and handsome on 18, not out. So they're doing a pretty good job. What sort of wicket are they, they batting on? Is is that contributing to the slow scoring or is it just more good bowling from Queensland? Uh, good bowling, yeah, there is a little bit in the wicket. So there has been a bit of seam and swing and the cloudy conditions have sort of contributed to that. So it has been hard going. It's favoured the bowlers, no doubt about it. But I think Victoria would be pretty pleased that they, they've been able to only lose two wickets to this point. So it's probably advantage Victoria as much as the, the runs haven't been flowing. Um, the way they've denied Queensland has been pretty impressive. Harris right at the top of his game. So Travis Dean out for one, bowled by Jack Wildermuth, and Will Pekoski out for five, bowled Guthrie caught by Joe Burns. Uh, and Victoria's got a debutant in this match as well. Yeah, we do. Left-arm spinner Doug Warren from the Melbourne University Club in Premier Cricket gets his opportunity. He's a tall left-arm spinner, good 6-3, and uh, spins the ball a lot. And, and bowls a pretty quick pace. So he's up around that sort of 90 k's an hour, 85, 90 k's an hour, but still is able to turn the ball quite a bit. So um, he's an exciting prospect. Uh, you probably thought that he was uh, a long way back. Of course, Todd Murphy, the, the number one spinner in Victoria now, the, the, the test player for Australia, um, he's got some shoulder soreness. So they're, they're giving him a bit of a break as he recovers from that. And uh, it does give the opportunity to probably the youngest Doug in Australia going around. <laughs> I was going to ask you that question. How old is Doug? I'm just looking at his picture here on the Cricket Australia website. He looks like a baby. He does. He looks like a 14-year-old. He's 22. I've checked his licence to make sure he's legitimate. Um, no, look, he's a fresh-based uh, spinner. And, uh, look, terrific that uh, another good spin-bowling talent has got the opportunity for Victoria making his debut. So... Exciting times for, for Doug and uh, the whole Warren family. It was exciting times back in 1999, Bryce, that World Cup semi-final. It's actually on Fox Cricket uh, as we How speak. Good. I'm watching that too. Yeah, four for it's 130 unreal. in the 38th here, South Africa. What are your memories of that match? I was saying towards the top of the show, I was at that fork in the road moment. that The way South Africa started, they got to none for 48. And I was about to go to bed, but then the ball was handed to Shane Moore. I thought, now just give it a couple of overs. And, of course, Shane took three wickets in two overs and, and it, you had to stay up from that point of view. What, what are your memories of watching that match? Yeah, it was exactly that. It was Shane Warne and going, he's our last chance. We're done and dusted here. What can he do and what couldn't he do? I think he had the figures at some stage. Like, it might have been six overs, 
four or five maidens or something like that, three wickets, and he just bamboozled it, turned the game. He, he just lifted the whole whole Australian team and, and gave him some belief. Um, there were some nervous moments, obviously, as we get towards the end of the game. We know there's some catches that go down and all sorts of stuff. I remember that as well, going, oh, that's our chance. We're yeah. not going to win now. But, of course, what an epic finish. And, uh, well, it's uh, I, I get to catch up with one of those guys who were riding amongst that, Damien Fleming. Uh, we get to call the game tonight. Maybe another epic semi-final. He can do it from on the field and then off the field uh, behind the microphone tonight. Absolutely, Bob. That famous uh, final over to Lance Klusner, who smacked him with two of the hardest shots you'll ever hit for four. And then we all know what happened uh, after that. Now, that weight of history for South Africa, it's still there. They're, they've never made a final. They've lost so many semifinals before. Does it have any impact, do you think, at all on this current group? Probably not. But having said that... Uh, you wonder if a few of them might think back to, you know, maybe maybe we're just cursed as a country. I don't know. But, uh, look, it shouldn't. They should just have a clear mind and, and go about their way. Um, they're playing some good cricket. Uh, they've had a couple of hiccups as well. And the, the hiccups have come when they've had to chase down a total. So they've been able to, when they, when they back first, they've been able to post up some ripping high scores, like some outstanding innings led by Quinton de Kock. But their batting lineup is deep and it is long, and it is dangerous. They have some really good informed players, but chasing has been their Achilles heel. Netherlands did a number on them uh, earlier in the tournament. So um, it goes to show, and I think Australia will look to bat first, and they will look to put them under pressure and put them in that really uncomfortable position chasing whatever Australia can score. If it's something nice with a three in front of it, 300 plus, and that's great. Even if it's a lower total, I think it might apply enough pressure to South Africa for Australia to get the job done. Speaking of Bryce McGain, he'll be calling the action tonight on SEN Cricket from 7pm Eastern Australian Eastern Daylight Time with Jared Waitley, Damian Fleming, Adam White and Barat Sunder Race. It feels like an eternity ago that South Africa beat us by 134 runs earlier in the tournament. Their skipper, uh, Tembai Bavuma, is under a fitness club. What do you think Australia is going to do with selection? Pat Cummins has said they'll make the decision as late as possible. Who do you think is going to go out of this side to bring back uh, Mitch Stark and Glenn Maxwell. Yeah, Abbott will go out. <clears throat> Stark comes in for him. Um, that was a real freshen up and uh, like a, a thoroughbred racehorse. Uh, I think Stark needed a bit of a freshen up, a bit of a spell. He'll come back and he'll be ready to go. He's a big game player, so we need him in there, even though he's been a little mm. bit under underperformed in the tournament. Um we know that, you know, it, we just think back to a World Cup final here at the MCG where, you know, he knocked over Brendan McCullum first ball. And, you know, the big moments is when Stark plays at his best. So I know that, that they'll be trusting that for the semi final. Then comes the big quandary. Now, what the selectors do, um, I've tried to um, pump Tony Dottermade for some information. <laughs> he's the selector on duty here and he's straight bat. cards close to his chest. You bet he is. Yeah. So. Look, I think what, what the way it'll come down, it does come down to conditions. If it's expected to be a high-scoring game, I think they will err to the middle order firepower, and that's Stoinis. Maxwell comes back in, there's no question. So it's either Stoinis and Lavashane to come out. If they want power hitting and they need to chase something where they need to go at a strike rate of 200 or they're setting something big and they want it to be aggressive, Stoinis gets the nod in middle-order firepower. But if it's going to be a challenging mm. wicket, an, an older wicket, a, a wicket that might be a bit up and down with a few games on it already, um, a bit like last night's wicket, P- 
potentially. If it has that, then maybe the extra specialist player like Labashane, and of course Labashane's fielding has been absolutely brilliant throughout the tournament. So I think they're the decision-making um, path that the Australian selectors will take. Either way, I don't think they can make a wrong decision. Labashane's been more consistent as an accumulator rather than a power hitter. Stoinis, we might need that trump card to play to support Maxwell playing the power hit role in the middle order. Is your feeling they'll go with Labashane? Just looking at a few tweets from journos that are over there, that seems to be the feel. I think it's potentially the safer option, mm. but it's not... I don't think World Cup semis are won by being safe. Yep. They're won by being bold. And uh, and I think Stoinis can provide that boldness. Handy overs with the ball, but I don't think Australia needs it with the attack. Um, we've got enough coverage there. And with Travis Head, who can bowl some better than part-time off-spin as well, he'll come into his own. He'll need to bowl overs, as will Maxwell. So I think they've got enough with that and also Mitch Marsh. I don't think they need Stoinis as bowling, but I think they need his power hitting. I'd go to Stoinis. Because, as I said, I think World Cups are won by being bold and being aggressive, and he can bring that. You're confident in our bowling attack? I mean, it's been it's been a tough World Cup for bowlers because the scores have been huge. But we haven't been at our best collectively. Is that a worry going into a match like this? It is a little bit. I, I think the, the players have uh, had their moments where they've been good, every one of them in our bowling attack. Adam Zampa's been exceptional. Other than being really sick at the start and having the back spasms, that was as a result of being completely ill and still trying to push through and play, and he wasn't at his best. Once he got over the illness, he's been outstanding, probably the best yep. uh, spin bowler in the whole tournament. He's been brilliant. So he's dug us out of a lot of holes and maybe covered up the cracks a bit that our fast bowlers um, have sort of left oh, I do trust them a lot, though, on, on performance and big game performance. I know that uh, the Australian lineup has big game players. Right at the very top, Warner, has he been in the IPL? Has he been in this cauldron before? You know, he, he's a veteran at these situations. So, yes, we give him a big tick. We know that Marsh is the same. We know that Travis Head is our best one-day player. Can he handle the pressure of that stage? You bet he can. And all the way down, Smith can do it. And I think our bowlers uh, will, will definitely be able to perform and execute under the pressure of a, 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 and the cauldron being in India, crowd going crazy, the stakes are at high. And I think that's where Australia get the edge over South Africa, the big game experience. India, sensational last night, right from the start, thanks to their captain, Rohit Sharma. They set the tone and then Virat Kohli comes in, does what he does. 50th one-day century. Where... Where's he going to sit in the all-time great conversation when he's done, Virat Kohling? Oh, he's right up there at the very, very pointy end. He's the probably the best one-day batsman that's been, ever been. Um, he's writing that picture from his peers. Glenn Maxwell agrees. He posted something up on social media saying he is the one-day goat. Um, I think he's definitely in that. And talk about a big occasion player you know we look no further than the T20 World Cup at the MCG against Pakistan last year the 80 that he scored he, he is a phenomenal player um, he's had a lean trot in recent times but his one day form's been quite amazing and um, he's a great and I think he's matured uh, I think he handles himself so incredibly well uh, with the expectation of 1.4 billion people behind him um, I think he handles it humbly now um, He's, a, he's an aggressive competitor. 
um, once he steps over the line and he probably didn't quite know how to harness that early in his career because it was quite abrasive. It was quite even at Australia um, and all the other nations he was in their face. But now I think he just knows his um, bat has done the talking. Now there's enough people who know he's a, a combative player um, and he's, he's admired by all. Um, he's a wonderful player to watch. And uh, when he's in the form that he has been in this tournament, he's a leading run scorer, over 700 runs for the tournament. Come on, stop it. Averaging over 100. He's been brilliant. And overall, though, as a cricketer, because he's averaged just under 50 in test cricket, over 8,500 runs. He averages over 50 in international T20s and 59 in one-day cricket. So in terms of an overall great batter, he, he's right up there. He is indeed, and uh, n- nothing like me. Well, I don't normally do this, but if I can insert myself in the story, yeah, uh, I was playing Australia A against India A, and had three of the first four wickets in, in Bengaluru and uh, Chinnaswamy Stadium, and out comes a very young, fresh-faced Virat Kohli. I ripped a couple past the outside edge, and I, I just wonder if I'd taken that outside edge, what would happen to his career, and maybe what would happen to my career. Sliding doors so, moment. It is exactly that. He went on to become a legend. I played one test and was pretty quickly discarded. So um, that, that's that, that's how it can happen in life sometimes. But uh, look, Virat Kohli, he, he's a marvel. And I, I actually love those players that have competed against Australia yeah, when, mm. when they're, you know, I, I really respect that because it's such a daunting, and particularly Australia and Australia, dominant, uh, dominant team, great players. Own backyard, but he was one that stood up for from as soon as he entered that that lineup, and now he's an absolute great of the game. On last night's game, I was speaking to Bryce Began, a big part of tonight's coverage of Australia's World Cup semi final against South Africa. It's live on SEN from seven pm Australian Eastern Daylight Time. Simon O'Donnell on breakfast this morning was pretty critical of the Kiwis, saying, "Why did they help Barat when he was cramping? I mean, you needed to be a bit more ruthless than that." What's your thoughts on that? I think New Zealand have always played with the care of the opposition and a great deal of respect. And um, it's not to say that they're not competitive and, uh, and and they're not playing with this fear, uh, sorry, this this fierce um, fire in, in the way that they go about it internally. But I think they have this, uh, this calmness and respect for the opposition. So I think that's what it shows there. It's certainly different to the way um, Simon O'Donnell's era was. Um, and he was probably a bit grumpy this morning. I was tuning in and listening to him uh, yes. get a bit grumpy. But, Smiling uh, Simon was a bit grumpy. Yeah, he was a little. But, uh, look, I, I think that, um, yeah, look, it's, it, it's a different time. And I, I think New Zealand have always had that sort of level of respect. Maybe, it, I don't know. And, and I guess the question that Simon's making is that, you know, is it helping them be the most competitive to get over the edge in those moments? Um you know, it's probably a question that, you know, we can debate for hours, really. Not quite good enough last night. The Kiwis, India look awesome. And what a final it would be. Australia versus India in India for the 50-over World Cup. Are you confident for Australia tonight? Hopeful? Fearful? How do you feel? I'm very confident, Jules. I, like I really am. And I have been all the way through. Um, and I, I remember... Catching up with, with with the guys on the on the station on SEN early in the piece after losing to India and you know we were a bit glum about how, how we got completely outplayed and I said even if we lose the next game to South Africa don't get off Australia there's too much talent there's too many big game players we're in good hands 
And I think they've just warmed up into their work. Pat Cummins has said they all know their role. I agree. And I think they're going to be very, very hard to overcome in this semi. And then it sets up the two best teams in the final. Uh, Amazing crowd, over 100,000, 1.4 billion people. Every screen will be tuned into the cricket. It's quite incredible. This is the third biggest sporting event in the world uh, behind... Uh, well, the Soccer World Cup and uh, and also the Olympic Games. This is the third and uh, the world will be watching. Australia deserve to be there for mine. And just to think, if you knocked over Virat Kohli, you could be on billboards in India and he'd be Virat who? Sliding <laughs> doors, Bryce. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know whether that would be the case, but uh, it's a fun story anyway. Absolutely. Hey, Bryce, uh, as always, love catching up. And we can't wait for tonight. Jared Waitley, Damien Fleeting, Adam White, Bharat Sunderason, and Bryce McGain to bring you all the action. Let's hope it's an absolute cracker. Thanks for your time, Bryce. We're all looking forward to it. Good on you, Jules. Have a ripper day. You too. Bryce McGain, he's at the MCG. The Vicks currently 2 for 75 Queensland won the toss and sent the Vicks into bat. Marcus Harris, 44 not out. Peter Hanscom, 22 not out. That was our cricket update. Make sure you study business at Cricket Victoria, powered by RMIT. Visit melbournecricketeducationacademy.com.au.